0: We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edinburgh. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. All right, let's pray. God, I thank you that you're here. God, this is your church. This is your word. Your Lord of our lives. Now, we just invite you just to speak into us today, Lord God. Let it come alive. Let you be remembered. Your word be remembered. And I pray that it won't just stay and stop this Sunday morning, but it will continue into our hearts, into our lives, into our week, God. We want to be good news people. That's what we're talking about, being good news people. We don't want this good news to be a part of our life. We want it to be the foundation that holds everything together, that gives us hope for the future. And have your way in us today. That's our prayer today. We sit, we wait, we, we, we are ready with expectation for you to have your way in our life. So whatever that is, God, we are ready for it. We are open to it in the name of Jesus. Amen. And we're continuing our series, Good News People, and the good news is the best news that what Jesus did. God himself came to earth to reconcile, to restore, to love us, to redeem us. And this good news, like I pray, it isn't just, uh, it isn't for our, our Sunday morning and no more. You know, this faith we have, it affects our life, it affects our, our mind, our soul, our body, it affects our eternity, but it doesn't just stop with us. You know, this faith we have is meant to spread out, it's meant to pour out, it's meant to go out, it's meant to shine out, and it's meant to impact and influence and have a difference in those people and the world around us. And uh, our faith is never meant to be just a service we go to. Our faith is never meant to be just rituals we do. Our faith is never even meant to be the blessings we have from God. That's, it's, not, it's meant to be so much more than that. Jesus never intended for our faith to stop there. It's meant to flow out, pour out, spread out, shine out. Uh, I've got a few verses today. John 7, verse 37. And it said, On the last day of the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart receive living water from jesus and then living waters will flow out well where do they flow out well not to our lounge room not to our sunday morning if they're going to flow out it means what happening what jesus is doing in us is meant to flow out into those people in our lives what does water do living water it refreshes it gives life another verse matthew 28 18 And Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be assured as I am with you always to the end of age. This is after Jesus uh, resurrected and it's called the Great Commission. He said, go and make disciples. What's a disciple? Someone who follows Jesus. It's as simple as that. If you believe and follow Jesus, you're a disciple, I'm a disciple. And Jesus' last instruction was, go and make disciples. What does that mean? Go and help people, go and lead people, go and show people how to follow Jesus. That's the instruction. It's not just experience Jesus for yourself and know Jesus, it's make disciples. Oh, another passage, one of my probably my favourite, uh, it's got a special place in my heart, this passage, 1 John 4, 7. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God but anyone who does not love does not know God for God is love. God showed how much he loved by sending his one and only son into the world that we might have eternal life. This is real love, not that we love God but he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much we surely Ought to love each other. We don't just receive the love of God, we surely. Like it's obvious. It's like a chemical reaction. We surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and is brought to full expression in us. Those who haven't seen God, God's love is brought to expression in us. Those who aren't in a place to meet with God can see, can experience, can be pointed to God as we love each other, as we receive love from God. Our faith isn't meant to stay with us, it's meant to go out. Matthew 5.14, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone we we'll praise your heavenly father we're called to be a light jesus is called the light of the world and the light of the world lives in us so therefore the light of the world must shine out from us and it's not shining to us it's shining to jesus pointing away i think it's pretty clear that that our faith while we each personally everyone has to make their own decision to respond to jesus we've all got that decision to make if we follow jesus but it's not just to stay in our little mind and personal bubble. <laughs> it's not just to be a little compartment of our life. Our faith is meant to flow out, pour out, shine out, spread out. That's being good news people. It's meant to go out. Today I want to uh, uh, look at a passage, one of the passage of one of the miracles of Jesus, and we're just going to read it and we're going to break it down because I believe it really just shows us some practical ways how to do this or how it works. And uh, it's in John chapter 2. And I'm going to start at verse 2 and I believe we'll have it on the screens. And it says, the next day there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities so Jesus' mother told him they have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem. I love that. I'm going to use that this Christmas, maybe. Harley <laughs> says, I need, need help wrapping the presents. Dear woman, that's not my problem. <laughs> she wouldn't let me wrap them anyway. And Jesus replied, my time has not come. But his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. There's only one person that could get away with not listening to Jesus, and that was his mum. "'Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. "'Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. "'Jesus told the servants, "'Fill the jars of water.' "'When the jars had been filled, he said, "'Now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies.' "'So the servants followed his instructions. "'When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, "'not knowing where it had come from,' Well, of course, the servants knew. He called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then everyone else had a lot to drink, and he brings out a less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. Some steps to being good news people. Listen. You know, the first thing this servant had to do, you know, in this, in this story, we're not Jesus, by the way. Jesus is Jesus. Uh, sometimes we can, we've got to read ourselves into this and what God's saying is, and let me just give you a heads up whenever Jesus, uh, we're the servant. We're the servant, and Jesus is Jesus. And the servant, before he did anything, he had to do one thing that was actually listen. Mary said, Listen to what he has to tell you. Listen. It's the first step to anything. Listen. You know, uh, it's funny, I work at a school a few days a week. And sometimes these students have selective hearing because what they don't hear, they don't have to do. And, and they do, and I can spot the selective hearing because they just look up and around like they've got attention somewhere else. And it's like, Jimmy, put your hat on. And he's just looking around, pretending like he doesn't hear anything. Jimmy, and he's just looking around. And What you don't hear, you don't have to do. Uh, I'm sure Myra is not there yet, but she's going to get to the age soon where she ignores you a little bit sometimes. What you don't listen, you don't have to do or care about. I remember once uh, when I was a bit younger and I just uh, moved to Adelaide, I think I was 17, and I, I, I was doing uni but I felt to, to leave and do Bible college and obey the voice of God and I was feeling pretty good about myself. And we're in this church meeting and I'm like, oh Ben, you're pretty obedient, well done. And I was meant to be praying but I was kind of thinking, oh, I'm going pretty well. I'm a pretty good Christian right now, obeying everything. And I'm like, yeah, Ben, you're doing well. Good good job, Ben. And I'm just walking around praying. I'm not really praying but anything. I'm just telling myself how well I'm doing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just so obedient. Like that life changed. Like, oh, Ben, you're just good on you. I'm just pumping myself up a little bit. And I just felt God put on my heart, whether it was the voice of God or, or Holy Spirit. And uh, and said, you only really obey what you hear. As if to say, there's a lot more to obey, but you don't really listen. Oh, not so good obedience. (laughs) Before we obey, before the the servant filled the jars up with water, he had to listen to Jesus. And the first step of being good news people, we've got to listen. We've got to listen to Jesus. Imagine how many miracles wouldn't have happened if people didn't listen to Jesus. Pick up your mat. Bring the boy to me. Put your nets to the other side. Go out and have a fish and you collect the taxes. We'd all listen to that one if Jesus told us. We'd be all down the jetty. So many miracles without listening, they wouldn't have happened. How do we listen? How do we hear from God? What's the Word? It's church, it's, it's other believers in faith, it's prayer. You know, listening takes a few things. It's, it's time and attention. Time and attention. I don't know about you, but I'm a horrible multitasker. So sometimes if I'm sending an email and Tali is talking to me, I can't send it and listen. I can pretend to. And often what will happen was I'll send the email and hear half of what she said. Or I'll have all these spelling mistakes. And I just can't do both. I've just got no ability to do both. I'm not the worst multitasker you'll find. right? And... To listen to someone intently, they need time and attention. And God's no different. If we want to hear what He has for our life, we've just got to give Him time and attention. We've got to set aside time to spend in the Word, to spend about other believers in church to pray with God. And you'll hear. You'll hear plenty. But it's that time. Listen. So He listened. The servant listened. We need to listen. And the second thing is obeying. We hear from the Word, we hear from other believers. We We hear from prayer with God, and then we've got to obey and do what He said. You know, think about this amazing miracle, water into wine, save the wedding. You know these weddings, it was such a big deal back then. If you didn't provide the wine and the food for a wedding, and these weddings went for days, right, you were just seen as like, it was just, you'd have enough income there to set you up for the next few years. But if you didn't provide a wedding, if you didn't provide the food and wine, You'd be frowned upon, you'd be sent out of town. He he saved their social standing, (laughs) Jesus, when he did this. It wasn't just so they could have a good time. He he restored so much more. But imagine if the servant listened to what Jesus said, but just didn't do it. Now, would Jesus still find a way? I'd like to think so. But he had to obey and put into practice what he heard. And, And we're no different. We're no different. And sometimes we think of obedience in the real big, epic, miracle stuff. Like, hear from God, pray for that person that healed. Or, or the big picture obedience. I like to call it the walking, uh, stepping out of the boat obedience. There's a story where there's storms and waves and Jesus is walking on water. And he tells, and Peter says, should I come to you? And Jesus is like, yes, come. And Peter steps out and he walks on water. And we love it because that's just awesome obedience and we celebrate it, and we want to have that obedience. We want to see miracles. But that obedience is 0.0001% of the time. You know what was the most obedient part in that miracle? Was getting in the boat. (laughs) Jesus said, get in the boat and go to the other side, to the disciples. Now, even that took obedience because there was a storm coming, and the disciples were fishermen, or most of them were. And they didn't have Jesus with them, so they wouldn't have wanted to get in the boat. But if they didn't get in the boat, no one's walking on water. Ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of obedience is everyday practical living. You know, it's 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 stuff like a, a gathering together, listening to others, reading the Word, giving, uh, self-control, fruits of the Spirit. That's the ninety-nine percent of obedience. And when we, when we listen to God, when we put it into practice in our lives, that's when the miracles come down the track. You know, you find out obedience when the storms and, and, and Jesus told a story of two men, one who built his uh, house on sand, one on rock. And he said the one on rock listened and obeyed because when the storms of life came, the house on sand washed away. So we'll get, we'll get away with listening and just having God as a part of our life, but when chaos comes, when the hard seasons of life come, it's when we have put into practice that'll keep us sturdy. You know, the, the greatest miracles I believe come in life is the everyday obedience. You know, another, another big epic story we love is David and Goliath. You know, teenager David kills Goliath. We love it. We want to kill the giants in our world. Yeah, we all Christians love that. David was only there because he was delivering cheese and bread to his brothers. That was his job. David's dad, Jesse, sent him and said, hey, take this cheese and bread to your brothers. David didn't go to fight anyone. He was just being faithful, obedient, and he just stumbled across a giant and he killed him. If we we just obey, if we're just faithful to the word of God, what he says, giants will fall, miracles will happen. It starts with obedience. Obedience. Now we've got to listen, we've got to be obedient, and we've got to be filled. For the water to be turned to wine, the jars had to be filled with water. I read a verse before, John 7, that says, Anyone who believes in me may come and drink, for the Scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. How are we meant to pour out if we haven't been filled up? It just doesn't happen. You know, this time of year is a funny time of year. Every time of year, you just see people a little bit more tired, a little bit more worn out. And I think it's seasonal. We love January. It's a reset, it's a refreshment. But there's different things like harvest and exams, people are ready for a holiday. It's the time of year, people just get a bit worn out. And then this year's been a whole different kettle of fish. You've got COVID and you've got fires. And all this is happening. And you can get a bit worn out. And this time of year, more than ever, we need to be renewed, refreshed, and refilled. Uh, Isaiah 40 says Have you heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is everlasting God, creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. God's promise is to fill us. In Acts again and again, it says they are filled afresh with the Spirit. Filled again, filled again, filled again. So how are we filled? Filled. How are we refreshed? How are we filled with the Spirit? When I'm hungry, I eat. I don't know if you're the same. Uh, maybe you're a bit skinnier and maybe you eat less. And, but I'm rarely hungry because I deal with it promptly. Um, but what fixes my hunger? Consuming food. Consumption. It's simple as that. And so what fills us with the Spirit? Consuming the things of God. God doesn't make it hard for us. He doesn't give us a 10 step plan on how to be filled afresh. He makes it really simple. Come to me. Jesus said, Come to me, I'll give you rest. If, if, if we want to be filled afresh in this time, if we want to be renewed this time of year or any time of life, we've just got to be consumed the things of God, consume the Word of God, consume prayer, be prayed for, pray, consume worship. Consumption just fills. Consumption. And I believe that's why it doesn't happen this time of year because we stop consuming God and we get so distracted with everything else and how tired we are. If we would put as much uh, impact and attention to consuming the things of God this year, maybe we would be a little bit different. When we consume, we're filled. We listen, we obey, we're consumed, we're filled and then we pour out. He had to pour a glass and give it to the master of ceremonies. Once we are filled, we have to pour out. I read before the passage on how we're the light of the world. The same passage in the message version ends like this Keep open house, be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, the generous Father in heaven. By opening up, by being generous, you'll prompt people to open up with God. You know, God is love, and God loved us so much that he gave. It's what we remember at Christmas. And one of the most incredible ways to show God is generosity, is giving, is pouring out. But giving of yourself, of time, giving. You know, I recently joined the Drossen Progress Association. I'm an official member, and uh, I'm the youngest by 35 years. But it was a bit more intense than I thought it was. Uh, anyway, and uh, once a month, work out where the money gets spent and all the rest of the projects that are happening. And it was interesting. Like, I, I was up for it. A few of them suggested I should do it, so I was, I was keen. And I went along to the meeting, and I oh, thought it was no big deal. But then all these people come up, shaking my hand, and thank you for doing this, and thank you and doing that. I'm like, what are they? This is like a big deal to some of them. And I went home, and I reflected, and... You know, by doing that, just being generous with time and and effort, that probably showed more of God's love to them than anything I could say or do on a Sunday. (laughs) I was in a room of people that hadn't come to church yet, and they were just thanking me, and and I'm like, wow, just by being open and generous. The good news people we have got to pour out. What do we pour out? Well, that's the next point, whatever you have. I believe there's different seasons in life to what we can give out. I, I used to, I don't do them anymore because I, I don't think they have a whole lot of merit sometimes, but spiritual gifting tests, quizzes, and you get a whole bunch of different gifts and things you can be good at in ministry, and, and I used to do them when I was younger, and generosity would always be last. <laughs> I'm like, why is it wife not? I'm generous, why am I not generous? And I think, oh, I'll try and be more generous and then I'd do the test again, and generosity still last. Can I tell you why it was last? Because I had no money. Just moved to Adelaide. I had a uni scholarship, left that, and I was trying to work out how to pay for everything, and, and I just didn't have a whole lot of money. So I'd give from the little I had, but I couldn't give to a whole lot of extra stuff. I was just broke. I was trying to work out what to do. And I was kept getting zero for generosity because all the questions were about Giving. It was a season where I couldn't do that. Now we're, we're blessed, with it. so we, there's times where we can give. But I believe there's different seasons where we can pour out different things. There's different seasons where we can give time and resources. We've got an incredible uh, elderly couple in our drosson, and they, they run a midweek seniors Bible study. And he says to me, he goes, for the last 50 years I wouldn't have been able to do this, but now I can, because I've got the time. Oh, they retired over in our and they're such a blessing. I'm like, wow. In different seasons, we can give what we have. Sometimes it's effort, sometimes it's time, sometimes it's resources. We bring what we have to God. Think of the the boy with the fish and bread. A few loaves of bread, a few fish. Brought what he had. God touched it, fed the multitude. We bring what we have. What did they have? They had water. They They didn't have wine, they had water. They brought what they had and Jesus did a miracle. Just bring what you have. And there's some things we can all bring and have, is value for people, love for people, appreciation for people, encouragement for people. But we give our everyday life. Romans 12 says, here's what I want you to do, God helping you, Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life. Does that cover? Cover everything? And place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. What do we do? We take our work. We take our family. We take our community. And we do it like we're doing it for God. We do it like Jesus is the one we're working for, like Jesus is the one in our family. And we honour him by doing it well, by doing it as we're filled afresh, by doing the everyday practical things in the name of Jesus. That's what we do. And this is my favourite point. Because we listen, we obey, we fill up, we pour out, we bring what we have. And then at some point away, Jesus does a miracle. You know, you, you read this passage and the servant who poured the water in, he listened to Jesus, he obeyed, he poured the water in the jars, he poured out the water into another cup and then took it to the master of ceremonies. And he had no idea when it turned to wine. No idea if it would work, no idea when the miracle if or would happen. This is Jesus' first miracle, first public display. No idea when it will happen, but it happened. See, as we listen, as we obey, as we fill up, as we pour out, as we bring what we have, at some point along the way, Jesus will touch it and turn the natural into supernatural. At some point away, Jesus will do a miracle in our work, in our lives, in our community. At some point away. At some point along the way, a conversation you have, an ordinary, everyday conversation will turn into a salvation. At some point along the way, as you're being open and generous with your life, it'll turn into freedom for someone. At some point along the way, a smile will turn into an invitation to church. At some point along the way, things happen and miracles happen. And sometimes we don't even know when it happens. It's the faithfulness, it's the obedience, it's listening, it's being obedient, it's being filled afresh, it's pouring out whatever you have, and then trusting Jesus whenever he... As the time, he'll touch it. We don't know when. The servant didn't know when it was going to turn into wine. He didn't know if it even would. But he obeyed, he listened, he filled up, he poured out. I wonder if we could be like that. We don't know how God will do miracles in us and through us. Bible says he wants to. Bible says livers of riving water will pour out. That sounds pretty awesome. It says your life will shine out. That sounds pretty awesome. It says, as you love others, people will see God. It says, make disciples. It all sounds pretty miraculous and pretty awesome, but it never says exactly when. It's because as we just listen to the Word, as we spend time with God, as we obey, as we fill ourselves up, as we spend time with God, as we pour out, at some point God will touch it. I reckon I might have had one of those moments this week. I've been chatting to a guy who drops his niece off early to school. And then we had a 10 minute conversation about church the other day that he initiated. And I'm going to invite him to the November finale. I reckon we just had a little point. I reckon we had a little moment when Jesus turned water into wine. And even if we didn't, it'll happen later. We don't know when these times will happen. Hey, we don't know when it'll happen in our spouses, in our partners, in our kids. We don't always know when it will happen in our friends and our community. We don't always know when it will happen in our health, in our workplace. But Jesus promised, he's with us, his spirit's in us. As we listen, as we obey, as we're filled, as we pour out, he will touch it. He will touch it. Or if the band could come. That'd be great. This good news. It's meant to spread out. It's meant to go out. And uh, preparing this today, the point that was fresh in my mind for, for where we are right now, finishing up, is the word filled out. The word's filled, filled up, sorry. Filled out. Christmas. Filled up. Because again, we all know the time of year. We all know all these different things. I was chatting to a, a student once and he's a, he was a lovely guy but pretty simple and I mean that in the most loving way ever. Never said much. And we were talking about life time, and he goes to me, yeah, everyone's got something going on. <laughs> no, you're right. And we don't compare, it's relative, but we always need to be filled and from just living life I'm aware it's this time of year more than ever and so uh, they're going to lead us around a song called New Wine and it's really written around this passage, this water into wine and how Jesus turns water into wine in us gives us new life, gives us new freedom because remember to pour out we've got to be filled to pour out, to give out, to shine out. We've got to be filled with the fresh of the Spirit of God. And like I said before, we're filled as we consume. And so we're just going to have a moment today where we wait on God, where we rest in His presence. Jesus said, come to me, those who are weary, and I will give you rest. You could change that to a renewment. You could change it to refreshment. Come to me and I'll give you rest. That's his promise. And so we're just going to spend some time now worshipping, waiting on God. And I believe you're just going to be refreshed. I believe you're going to be renewed. I believe you're going to be filled afresh. You know, this passage in Isaiah. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. God, I pray for everyone here. God, I don't know anyone, everyone's situation. I don't need to because you do. You know us. You know us so well. You're smiling down on us. Your face is turned towards us. You know us by name and you love us. You know the small details, you know the large details. What matters to us matters to you. You know the time of year. You know what's happening in our family. You know what's happening in our workplace. You know what's happening in our mental health. You know what's happening in our bodies. And I pray as we just worship you in this moment and go out from here, that you just refresh us, that you just renew us, that you just give us new strength, new healing, new peace. Holy Spirit, come and just fill this room with your presence. Heaven open. Heaven come. Give us new wine. Give us new spirit. Give us new freedom. Give us new power. Before we even think about pouring out, giving out, spreading out, shining out, fill us afresh today. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you're able, why don't we stand? Let's worship God.